Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank God for this opportunity once more to come around the table and break the bread of life. Now we want to thank God for his leadership and guidance. We want to thank him for his protection and provision. We want to thank him for his grace and mercy. And we want to thank him for being Jehovah Jireh in our lives. Now, this seminate I would like to entitle it Disparation. And I think it is quite apt because the world has been plunged into a state of disparation. Presidents are disparate. Nations are disparate. Churches are disparate. Families are disparate. Scientists are disparate. And even the message community is not exempted from this disparation because we have all been affected. Livelihoods have been affected. People's plans have been disrupted. And as a result, our president has called this day and he said we should make it a day of national prayer. And I supported that because we are the right people to call upon the name of the Lord for his divine intervention because definitely we do need his intervention now i'd like to invite you to turn with me to your bibles in the book second chronicles the seventh chapter and we are only going to read the 14th verse it reads in this manner if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal, will heal their land. May God bless the reading of his word. Now I said I wanted to speak on disparation 
maybe to kickstart this session of fellowship let us just read from the book Disparations, paragraph 45 it reads in this manner the prophet says usually it takes a state of emergency to throw us into disparation see it's too bad it has to do that but human beings are so slothful in their mind that it takes an emergency something arises and when they do then it throws them into that disparation and really in doing that in disparation it brings out that real thing that you are it shows what you are made out of in the time of disparation it usually pulls out all the good things that's in you now when you hear about disparation a lot of times we don't see any good side to disparation but our prophet says there is a good side to disparation he says in a state of disparation that's when the real you surfaces in a state of disparation the material that you are made of comes onto display in a time of disparation the good things that are in you are extracted out and are displayed unto the people and people can see that now he says often it takes or usually it takes a state of emergency we have to agree that the world all over all governments all presidents have declared a state of emergency which tells you that they've been ushered into a state of disparation and collectively us the message community included we've been thrown into a state of disparation but how they react and how they conduct themselves in a state of disparation will be different from how we react and conduct ourselves because we possess knowledge and i'm saying that humbly because the scripture says to him much is given much is required because in a state of disparation there is no room for pomposity pride has got no room in a state of disparation we are all humble in a state of disparation now to give you a background and we know that we are in this state of disparation because of a, a demon that purportedly started somewhere or originated from china as they often say we are not getting going to get into the politics of the origin of the virus we are not politicians all we know that this is a demon now if it is a demon and if the medical science has no answer to this demon i think that a prayer can be used to mitigate against this demon and i believe that that is the reason why today has been called to be a day of national prayer now just to give a background on the medical science 
a medical science publication, Nature, says that scientists are not sure whether the virus itself is what kills us or whether our immune system's response is so strong that it ultimately overwhelms the patient's organs, unquote. Medical science is not certain whether are we being killed by the virus or are we being killed by the response of our immune system that becomes stronger and overwhelms our organs? They're not quite sure it's a catch-22 because currently we have no cure. Now, whatever the medical science can provide now, it is just to provide therapy to enable the body to fight the virus naturally. Now, if they say they are not quite sure whether we are being killed by the virus or by our immune system's response to the virus, it presents a case 22 to the doctors because naturally when you are infected with the virus, the immune system will be activated to deal with the virus. But now if you are not quite sure whether the immune system becomes too strong until it causes damage in the body, now you are not sure because you need the immune system to fight the virus. You are not really sure whether must you suppress the immune system. And if you do, that means the virus will overwhelm the immune system. Now, if you don't suppress the immune system and it, it, it reacts so strongly that are over and above dealing with the virus, then it overwhelms the patient's organs. That is why this is quite a catch-22 for the medical science. And you'll understand why I'm giving that background. It continues, this publication says, how does COVID-19 kill? Uncertainty over whether it is the virus itself or the response by a person's immune system that ultimately overwhelms a patient's organs is making it difficult for doctors to determine the best way to treat patients who are critically ill with the coronavirus. Now, close quote. Medical science has no answer. All they can provide is therapy. Now, we can agree that the world is naked against the coronavirus. This coronavirus has grounded airplanes, it has disrupted the world systems. I think around 1999, we anticipated that the transition from 1999 to the year 2000 was going to be catastrophic in terms of the disruption that was going to take place, especially in the ICT sector, information, communications, and technology sector. But we, the transition was seamless. It was, it was without any hazards. But in 2020, when no one was expecting, 
comes this small virus that originated from China. We're not going to get into the politics whether is it the Chinese that are responsible or is it Americans that are responsible. We are not politicians. We are the children of God and we are not feeding on conspiracies. We are feeding on the word of God. Now, just to paint the picture of the state of the world currently, I was quite fascinated when I read a column that was written by a lady called Peiki, Peiki Noonan. She is with the Wall Street Journal. Quote, she wrote in this manner, People have suffered. They have been afraid. The ground on which they stand has shifted. Many have been reviewing their lives, thinking not only of what's important or what makes me happy, but what was I designed to do. They've been conducting a kind of internal life review, reflecting on the decision that seemed small and turned out to be crucial wondering about paths not taken, recognizing strokes of luck. They've been thinking about their faith or lack of it, about their relationships. Phone calls have been longer. Love more easily expressed is lack more admitted. Close quote. I think what we take from this phrase that, or maybe this quotation that I just read that has been written by this journalist, it tells you that the world has been forced overnight into a state of disparation, and that disparation has triggered self-introspection. We have been forced to self-introspect. Now, let me get to what the prophet messenger says. In the message, then Jesus came, paragraph 135. He says, diseases are happening and everything is taking place. Well, we don't know what to expect. The doctors don't know what to call the diseases. So they are saying they are viruses. What is a virus? As the doctor is something he doesn't know nothing about. He just says it's a virus. That's all there is. There is little old bugs and demons are fly, flying that men never heard of before. Everything is on the move. Everything, we are trying to keep it with natural things. But when we try to do this, it breaks out something else. That means it is referring to mutation of virus. That's right. You give a man a penicillin for this, it will set up something else. You are just all out of the way. 
God has a way, we might as well get into it. Close quote. I like it when he says, we might as well get into it. But it says, you ask, you ask a doctor, what is a virus? There is a debate when you ask the medical science, where does this COVID-19 comes from? Now there's debate about it coming from a monkey that was uh, infected maybe by a bat. There's a lot of theories around that. Now, this virus keeps on mutating given different uh, 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 environments that it finds itself in. That is why it is becoming very difficult. And somebody was saying they may find a vaccine for this strain, but as it mutates, the vaccine may become irrelevant given the mutation of the virus. Now, if the medical science does not have an answer, I believe God, that God has an answer. Now, I said I want to speak about disparation. We are disparate. We need God's intervention. We are yearning to return to a certain degree of normality. And we are asking God to guide us as we go through these uncharted waters. Parents are not sure whether to allow their children to return to schools, just going out to get groceries, it sounds like you are just in an unfold in a movie. People are scared. There is a state of anxiety that is taking place. And that is why we need the remedy. And that is why the president has called upon the faith community to respond spiritually by engaging in a prayerful process to call the name of the Lord for his divine intervention. Now, the prophet in the message, the Queen of Sheba, paragraph 2, he speaks he's still on the virus. We just want to get to understand the problem before we get to the solution of the problem because if you don't know the cause, you are not going to find the right cue to whatever ailment that you are trying to treat. Now the prophet says, I'm just a little hoarse in my voice. I've been speaking this afternoon for some time in an evangelistic service here at the temple. Then just coming from other meetings also, they, and they had some sort of a little bug flying around at home. I don't know what they called it. Those that the doctors cannot name. I think they just call it virus. I don't know what the little fellow's name was. I like how the prophet calls that virus a little fellow. He's giving, telling you that this is a living being. This is a demon. A demon. But I'm sure, I'm sure, sorry, that he tried to get in my throat. Satan must have sent him there because of this oncoming meeting. I come anywhere, anyhow, because I know 
in who I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which we have committed to him against the day. I found it in my life's journey and especially in my ministry that when Satan makes a big fight, he knows there is a great blessing, blessing laying up ahead. So it's always at those times that we like to go on. Close quote. The prophet says, we must not be dismayed. When you see Satan going into action, when you see Satan throwing tantrums, you must know that there is a great blessing that is laying ahead. Now, with this COVID-19, we have been disrupted. Services have been disrupted. I'm referring to church services. And everybody is asking themselves questions, what's next? I believe the next thing is going to be a great blessing. Because if Satan is fighting, and I like to believe that the reason the entire disruption is, is taking place is because of what Satan is observing. He is looking at the church of the living God, how it, were, how it is beginning to take its rightful position and he thought, let me just disrupt the whole thing. But this disruption is going to bring a great blessing that is laying ahead before us. Now, let me get into the solution part. The scripture says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. I want us to dissect this text. Let's begin. If my people, which are called by my name, we know that in the Old Testament it was referring to the Israelites and the prophet tells us that the journey of the Israel as a nation times the journey of the church in the New Testament. Now, this scripture, it is still relevant to us in 2020. Now, the question would be, who are these people? who are being called by God's name. Now, in the book of Acts, in Antioch, the Bible says, and it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. And the prophet says, Christians, it means Christ-like. They began to bow the name of Christ given the characteristics that it, they displayed, it made the people to say, as Christ was, so is this people. Now the scripture says, if my people, which are called by my name, and the prophet in the end time, in the message, the invisible union of the bride, he comes, he says, this is a thanksgiving service. He says, I want to call you 
Mrs. Jesus Christ. He says, I want to call you the elect lady. I want to call you Mrs. Grace. I believe that this verse today is referring to us who have embraced the revealed weight of the hour. If my people, not just any other people, if my people, which are called by my name, and I would like to believe that it is referring to the body of Christ, it is referring to the Christians. Secondly, if they, these people, shall humble themselves. Now, Brother Branham says, if you want to get with God, if you want to go far with God, never let the arrogant spirit, because God is not attracted by arrogancy, God is attracted by humility. Now, in the message, Humble Thyself, Paragraph 78, the prophet says, You show me a church that's humble, real humble, not arrogancy, a church, just a sweet, humble church. I will show you a church that has the favor and power of God in it. That's right. That's the thing it takes, humility, humbling ourselves before God. Letting God just work through us don't have to make a lot of noise. Now, <laughs> the prophet close quote. The prophet says, show me a humble church. Then I will show you a church that has the favor and power of God. Now, we've spoken about how Christians are called this, if my people which are called by my name, we agree that it is referring to Christians. If these Christians can humble themselves and your prophet comes and say the quality that attracts power is humility. We know that the way up is the way down. We know that if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. But if you exalt yourself, you shall be humble. I rather be humbled by God. I rather be humbled by myself than to be humbled by God, because it is a very pitiful sight when God humbles a man. Now, coming to this quotation, folks, no one has got an answer to the challenge that we are facing now. Only God and God alone has an answer. Only God has the reason why things are the way that they are. Firstly, when this thing started, we dismissed it as a Chinese problem. It moved from China, we dismissed it from China to Europe. Then we dismissed it as the European challenge. Then it moved from Europe to America. It was dismissed as an American challenge. But now it's right on our shores. Numbers keep on climbing. Now, and the message community is not exempted. We already have people that were in the message that have been casualties of this demon. Some have gone to be with the Lord because of this pandemic. Now, 
we are the people we've preached many times that as long as the bride is on the face of the earth satan will not do much as long as we are here but the day we are taken into the rapture then satan will have a filled day upon the face of the earth now but with this we are as well affected now we have to do an introspection and this is not only <laughs> to my local assembly this is to everybody else this quality humility in recent time it has been a quality that was quite rare to find in the message community we have boasted about great revelations we have fought over scriptures we have fought over quotations but now here is the demon that is before us it does not need the intellect it does not need the debating skills this demon needs the people that have found favor with god and the prophet says even the scripture says if they shall humble themselves and the prophet says show me a church that is humble i will show you a church that has the favor and the power of god folks if we follow the pillar of fire if we follow the pillar of cloud if we have accepted the revealed weight of the hour and if we know that we have been privileged to have received this revelation now it brings me to the scripture that says to whom much is given much is required i firmly believe that the message community are is the one that has got an answer to the challenge that we are facing soul is there trembling the whole israel is trembling there must be a little david somewhere who knows the power of god there has to be somebody that comes from somewhere who is regarded as a nobody there has to be somebody that comes from somewhere who is regarded as an underdog that has a stone that can bring this goliath down i am persuaded that we the message community has an answer but there are certain things that we must do and the scripture is giving us a prescription the prophet says if we humble ourselves then we become this church that has found a favor with god and that has power what does it mean to have the power of god that means we can go to by to with satan that means we can as well bring a showdown like elijah once brought a showdown we are getting into a showdown we are deliberating whether do we take our children back to school we are deliberating 
to open churches or not to open churches and those things we are not going to do them in and in in a very irresponsible manner we're not religious fanatics we have to be guided by common sense on certain things but it does not dismiss the fact that Goliath has been boasting ever since last year around November has been boasting this Goliath has gone through where we were supposed to have Easter convention this Goliath is still boasting and I'm full of indignation against this Goliath because he has disrupted so many things we should be preaching the gospel and calling the people to enter in there are people that we just recently got baptized now it has been interrupted many of them we cannot keep in touch with them we have to keep in touch them in with them via technology and it is not the same we have to respond as the message community but that means we have to let go of childishness that has that has characterized us over a period of time where we debate about which pastor is superior which church is superior which revelation is superior those things have not helped us this is the moment of truth secondly and pray after they have humbled themselves and pray the prophet says and folks i have observed that many people know quotations if you say something that brother brandon said they are able to tell you that brother it is in christ missed in the christ the mystery of god revealed paragraph 34 but knowledge does not equate prayerful life we have been full of knowledge but we have been found wanting in our prayer life in the message the supernatural paragraph 34 brother bram says prayer is not a perhaps prayer is a sincere thing prayer is talking to god prayer is not get down shut your eyes and thinking about your washing or your work you are doing and say lord help me and john and heal miss jones and so forth that's not prayer that's repeating some ways but prayer is to come into an atmosphere where you realize that you are in the presence of god and you are moving to then in the deepest of sincerity first it's a worship oh jehovah how i love you you see then after the worship of prayer then you come with a sincere heart asking this is a prescription that the prophet messenger is giving us 
Prayer is not a perhaps, it's a sincere thing. It's talking to God. And I believe that we have to talk to God. Epidemiologists have made projections of death that are going to occur. And we see the death rate is beginning to rise. How do we mitigate? Science has got no answer. But I believe that believers who know who they are and are humble and pray, they can really avert the catastrophe that is being projected. We have an answer. I believe so. But it is going to need us in this state of desperation to do things a little bit different. Now, let me follow up that quotation in the message in the message expectation paragraph 3. A prophet says, it's prayer that I depend on. That's the secret of all the mysteries of God. That's the key that opens the door to everything of God is prayer. If you pray and believe, when you pray, then believe that you receive what you ask for and God will make it known. Now, close quote. We are not going to allow Satan to have a filthy day. This demon wrecked havoc in China. I still do not trust the Chinese numbers. It wrecked havoc in Italy. It wrecked havoc in Spain. It wrecked havoc in the UK as well as Germany. It wrecked havoc in America. America is now sitting on more than 100,000 death toll. And now it is here on our shores. Now when you contrast Africa against those nations, those nations are first world countries with modern health systems. And when you look at Africa, our health systems are found to be wanting. But there is something that we have that other nations do not have. Brother Brenham said, in America, I have to do a lot of convincing to get people's faith to rise up. But it says, when I was in Africa, he says, just one prayer 30,000 people receive instant miracles. And I believe it is in our DNA to believe in the Almighty God. And I say, this Goliath is on our show. We have overcome so many battles. We have overcome so many plagues. And I say, God, we are ready to face this projections that have been done by scientists prayer can derail the projections prayer can change the trajectory 
especially when it is a prayer that is being offered by people who know who they are, by people who are humble, by people whose prayer life lives is hot, not lukewarm. The prophet says, prayer is what I depend on. Now, there are people that say, this demon, it will take our senior citizens, people that are that are aged in years. We still need our citizens. We are not going to offer them just willy-nilly to this demon and say, it is better because it has taken our grandfathers and our grandmothers. This demon must be stopped in its tracks. We still need our grandmothers. We still need our grandfathers. They must go when it is their time to go, not because we have surrendered them and made them a sacrifice on the altar for this demon. Union building is not going to stop this demon. The Medical Research Council will not stop this demon. But a church, an army of God, Brother Branham in the message, the greatest battle ever fought, he says, God, the, the devil, Satan's army brings diseases and God's army is commissioned to cast them out. This demon is not an exception. It needs prayer warriors, not debaters, not just readers. It needs prayer warriors that can call the name of God and say, God, we need you to intervene. Not only for ourselves, but let it be known that there are people that worship a living God. And if for some reason this demon is going to catapulate the message into permanency, let it be so. But we must not retreat. We need David somewhere. Saul is trembling. The world is trembling. But there must be David that was out in the bush. There must be David that knows what it feels like to fight a lion. That knows how it feels like to have a victory over a lion, over a bear. And now he's coming against Goliath. And he says, I do not have the military regalia. I do not know, I do not have the know-how, I do not know the 101 of fighting a battle, but there is one thing that I know, I've got a personal experience of the God that I'm speaking about. It needs the people that are specialists in neology, neology. This needs neologists, people that are on their knees. Epidemiologists have failed. Immunologists have failed. You name them. Virologists have failed. Vaccinologists have failed. It's time for neologists. And the president has made a call. May the neologists rise and respond to the call. There is a God that can deal with this. There is a God. The Lord, God made a promise. I'm the Lord, thy God, that healeth thee of all thy diseases. This demon has got to be stopped in its tracks. Its business is unusual. 
prophet in the message expectation paragraph 9 now this he preached on a different date the 7th of feb 1961 paragraph 9 he says what man calls great, God calls foolish. Let me stop here. As I'm, as I'm, as I'm drumming up support, as I'm arousing a sense of agency in prayer warriors, the world will say that's foolishness. What, you, what are you talking about when you speak about neologists when virologists, vaccinologists and epidemiologists have failed who's ne what are you talking about when you speak about neology <laughs> what man calls great God calls foolish and what man calls foolish God calls great so what we've got to do is get back into the program of God and find out, after all, what God wants us to do. And the only way I know to do it is prayer. Prayer is the key. That's the answer. Prayer changes things. Prayer is the most powerful weapon that was ever put in the control of human beings. There is no atomic bomb or no hydrogen bomb as powerful as prayer. Prayer will change the mind of God. Did you know that? It did do it one time. There is no atomic bomb. There is no hydrogen bomb as powerful as prayer. There is no virus as powerful as prayer. We're going we're gonna to win this. I believe wholeheartedly the gospel must be preached. We cannot, we cannot be told by Satan that now we are supposed to go and live. We must not preach the gospel. We must be isolated. We must be quarantined. No! We need this showdown. We need to return to some normality where we preach the gospel, where we rejoice in the presence of God, where we shake hands, the believers, Christians in 1918, when the Spanish flu broke out, they were there and prayed. When the death plague unfolded in England during the time of Martin Luther, Martin Luther was there in the trenches. He prayed. He was there encouraging believers and said, this demon shall be defeated. And it was defeated. And now is our time. To give the world an answer that our God is the almighty God. Not based on lip service, but based on deeds. And shall seek and, and seek my face. The prophet in the message lifting him out of history. Paragraph 53 says, but today... The people, if they don't get everything they ask for the first time they pray, they seem to think that is dead. Oh, God is not dead. What we need is men and women today of gallant spirit, men and women who are determined to hold on 
till they see a God that really lives come into action that will not take no for an answer. They are determined to stay with it. If they are sick and the doctor has said they can't get well, yet something within them tells them they are going to be well. Hold on no matter what takes place. Close quote. This describes prayer warriors. This, this describes neologists, specialists in neology. If doctor says we don't have a solution, we must say we have a solution and we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to speak to God to intervene. And we believe that lives shall be preserved. The same message lifting him out of history. I'm continuing paragraph 54. He says, as we can see, he's referring to a character called Imra. This was Moses' father. And he says, as we can see, Imra, on those weary nights, back bleeding, climbing up the steps again until 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, praying and seemed like he was just talking to the wind. Down in his Jewish heart there bent a faith that no winds of doubt could ever blow out. Oh goodness God, may you make us to be like Imra. His back was bleeding because of the taskmasters that were dealing with them and really whipping them. But this man was never discouraged. Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, he was praying. And it felt like he was talking to the wind. But down in his Jewish heart, there bent a faith that no winds of doubt could ever blow out. May there be such faith in every member of the bride. We cannot retreat like cowards. We cannot preach defeat. We cannot preach fear. We preach faith. We preach courage. We preach bravery. Paragraph 55. That's the kind of men and women we need to rise on the scene today in 2020 in South Africa today against COVID-19. If he doesn't answer tonight, he will answer tomorrow. He will, he will tomorrow night. If he doesn't answer this year, he will next year. For he is a God, not a God. He is a God with a capital G, capital letter G, not small letter G. And some people are so bad when they write or text and they write God with a small g. For he is a God, not a God, but the God. And we see him night after night as Imram climbed the steps. And Jacob would come up to him and say, Imram, dear, you've been up there praying all night. Why don't you just tell some of the boys where you are working and let them pray a while. Well, honey, what if they don't do it? Somebody has got to do it. Somebody has to pray through. <laughs> now the president say we must pray. Oh, they will pray. No, what if they don't pray? Somebody has got to do it. Who's going to do it? We're going to do it. And we're going to do it in the right way, using the right approach, with the right lives, all those scriptural requirements, we will meet them and call the name of the Lord. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to pray through. 
That's the very, that's the way every Christian ought to feel tonight. Not waiting for somebody else, but take the front ourselves and go through. If we believe the Bible to be history, it's also a prophetic book that tells us that that same God shall rise in the last day and it's time for him to come on the scene. Close quote. The fifth point from that scripture, and turn from their wicked ways. Wicked, it means evil or morally wrong. I wish I could speak to the president. We are a secular state, but they need to know as much as they are calling for us to pray, they need to acknowledge that there are certain things that they have passed in parliament and made them laws and they never consulted with us. When it was difficult, when they were in struggle, it was the church that was praying. A church was there, a church helped and produced the leaders that went on to help in order for this country to attain the freedom that it has achieved. But as soon as it was attained, they turned their backs on the church and on God and came up with laws that were not in line with the Bible. But here, I'm not referring to the nation, I'm referring to us as message community. In the message, what went you out to see? The prophet now, he's giving us a prescription, paragraph 46. He says, and repentance always blinds the eyes of the unbeliever. Let me close here. In one church, a, man, a brother was praying. In his prayer, he says, Lord, forgive our sins. After he prayed that prayer, deacons called him aside and said, what impression are you creating to the visitors? Do you want our, the visitors to think that we are sinners? I say, that was terrible. Because Paul says, I repent daily. And repentance, it doesn't mean that you have done a horrible thing. Unbelief is a sin. Adultery, it is an attribute or the fruit of unbelief, but the real sin is unbelief. Now, he says, and repentance always blinds the eyes of the unbeliever or the church member. The church member feels that he has nothing to repent of. And when that person or persons gets to that place where you think you've got nothing to repent of, you are in a more serious condition. Though being a member of the church, you are in a more serious condition than the sinner on the street. That's why I say this time calls for consecration. It calls for introspection. It calls for disparation. And Brother Bram said, God will always answer a disparate prayer. Now, the last one, when these things have been done, when there has been the people who know who they are and are called by God's name and have humbled themselves and have prayed and sought his face and have turned from their wicked ways. Then God is making a personal commitment. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. In the message, 
God talked to, to Moses. Brother Branham is in prayer. This was during the time of the polio outbreak. Children were being crippled by this polio. It was a terrible demon before they could find a vaccine. The prophet says that we want to say that our hearts are bleeding for those people. Our hearts are bleeding for the people that are losing their lives. Those Christians in that city and those poor little children, oh God, hasten the day that when all the cares will be gone away and there will be no more sickness, no more sorrow. We feel for those poor fathers and mothers tonight. I feel for them knowing an experience of it. I feel that, Lord. Their poor hearts are crushed. Be merciful, God. I pray that the plague will leave this very night. May they, may they not be one more case broke out. May it stop now. And may the enemy be turned back and cast into distractions. Granted, Lord, may the angel of God stand over the city. And we know that the demons will scatter when he stands and they see him. Granted, Father, we pray you do this and beg and confess that we are sinners and not worth of it. But we ask you to do it for the kingdom of God's sake. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, God will then hear from heaven. If my people, which are called by my name, you message believers, shall humble themselves and not be arrogant and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, will forgive their unbelief and will heal their land. On that thought, May God heal the land. May God save lives. And we want to salute all the health workers. Some have died in the line of duty. Brother Brenham says, there is a place for good doctors in heaven. And I believe them, having died in their line of duty, God will deem it favor one will 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 be favorable to them that's what i believe we are praying that this demon this cloud be removed we are praying that we return back to the houses of worship it is difficult as it is now with singing being banned. How does a worshiper worship God without singing?
We don't want this. Let this demon go. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for being our God. Dear God, we can see men and women of renowned stature have been thrown into a state of desperation. We can't meet as believers as we used to because of this Goliath. Lord God, I'm praying, may there be an interruption on the program of Satan. May he be shamed. May we return back where we preach the gospel, where we see thy deliverance power. May we be like Imram and Jacobet, who would pray night after night, even after having been whipped on the back. Your prophet says prayer is the key. Prayer changes things. We pray for our country. We pray for our leaders, dear God. Lord, may you provide a solution, not because you condone their ways, but because the bride is still upon the face of the earth. May you be gracious, Heavenly Father. We pray and commit every believer. May they not be affected, dear God, especially in this country and in this continent. That is our desire, dear God, as we commit believers wherever they are, as they are going to their workplaces, be with them, I pray for them. Dear God, I thank you, dear God, for having preserved them until this far. Those that were sick were delivered. Not because of COVID-19, as far as I know of, no one has been affected until this far. May it be that way, dear God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Those that have backslidden, may you, dear God, make their pillows to be like a stone and make them to be uncomfortable until they return back to the fall. That is my desire. As I commit everything to you, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. God bless you richly until we have a fellowship next time. God bless you. Heal the land.